Welcome to Listen to Love. This podcast is all about relationships, starting with the relationship that you have with yourself. My name is Julia Pieper and I made a promise. I promised to myself that in the end of my days, I want to say yes, this was it. Thank you. I am fulfilled. I lived life to its fullest. But how is it possible? <laughs> I mean, we all know it. The inner voice of doubt, fear or insecurity can get loud at times. And that's okay because these voices are here to guide us. They guide us somewhere, but they also prevent us from doing things. For example, the things that deep down we really want to experience. The word courage and heart come from the same etymological root. And what we regret in life is mostly the things we didn't do, not the things that we did. What do you need to hear? I'm a yoga teacher and yoga teacher trainer, and I'm combining yoga with mindful flow and self-worth coaching. I'm running retreats, workshops, courses, and yoga teacher trainings worldwide because I'm here to connect you, to connect you to each other, to nature, to your own nature, and your inner voice of love. Listen to the wind and listen to the water, hear what they say. Okay, I guess what's happening. <laughs> I'm recording my first solo episode on Listen to Love in English. So first of all, I'd like to thank all my international friends and yoga practitioners that have been practicing with me somewhere or intend to do so. And all the other people that are interested in listening to this podcast and maybe have been waiting for it already. Thank you for your patience. It's a journey to record solo episodes, especially because I'm recording things that are dear to me. I'm speaking about personal experiences, linking them to yoga philosophy, to tantric philosophy. And it's a very intimate project. Listen to Love is really the intention to connect you to your inner voice of love and As we all have this voice, we also all have this inner voice of doubt and insecurities. And of course, being immersed in this podcast project also brings me in touch with these inner voices of insecurities and doubts. And that's why it took a little moment to start recording this English episode um, all by myself and it's great because this project actually allows me to get to know myself better and it's just so important that we get out of our comfort zones from time to time because this is actually what self-care is about we think that self-care and self-love is actually Just taking care of ourselves in the way that we go to yoga classes, that we go to the spa, that we make sure that we eat healthy and the right amount at the right time and that we take care of our physical body, that we take care of our thoughts. 
But self-care and self-love is also quite the opposite, actually. It's also putting ourselves out there, leaving the comfort zone. One of my teachers, one of my spiritual teachers in India, used to always say, careful with comfort. <laughs> and it's quite interesting that he said so, because I have the feeling that in our Western world, everything is designed to make us feel comfortable. <laughs> it's like, yes, we try to make our time more efficient in using tools that allow us to to be faster on the things that are maybe not so pleasant, to have more time for the things that are pleasant. So everything is kind of designed to be efficient with work and eventually have more time to relax and be comfortable. And people spend so much time on comfortable sofas, uncomfortable this and that, comfortable clothes, whatever. And, but if we really want to get to know ourselves, it's all about expansion. And expansion, yogis and tantric scriptures even say that. Expansion is never about staying where we are. It's always about leaving the place of comfort, leaving the things that we know. So one of the translations of Tantra is actually expansion. So if we want to grow in that way, we have to face our fears, our insecurities. We have to go out there. And as Brian Brown says, we have to expose ourselves in the arena. So let yourself be seen and leave our habitual actions as well. And maybe sometimes even do things that we are ashamed of or that we are really afraid of. This brings me back to the topic of dating because dating is all about that as well. It's about getting to know someone else. And when you get to know someone else, you also get to know yourself deeper. So this is what yoga is about as well. Yoga is the journey of the self to the self. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my very short but intense Tinder career during the pandemic. It was actually pretty interesting because during pandemic times I was living more outside the city and so it was not so likely to meet anyone. I was also doing a different job and My life was just very different at that time. So nothing, everything was shut down. Nothing was open. Usually I meet people in events. I meet people through my work. And as this was all different in that time, I started to date on Tinder. And I need to say that it was pretty interesting because the people that I met were mostly really not people that I would meet in my regular life. And I realized that every person brought out a different side inside of myself that I had been hiding before that I didn't know yet. And I think that's not only when dating, even in any kind of conversation, 
the conversation about this topic would be completely different with another person. So every person, and you would probably also be a bit different with another person. So every person brings about something different, a different facet of yourself. And I realized by finding out who the other person was, I realized who I was and what else I was. <laughs> And I got surprised also which kind of other facets were within me. And just a simple conversation can can already show show different facets of yourself. And I remembered telling this to one of the most important partners that I had right before that Tinder episode in my life. I I was in a relationship with a partner for quite a while. And when I fell in love with him, I remember that I told him that I didn't really only fall in love with him, but that I also fell in love with myself, who I was when I was with him. Well, in the end, it's all about the vibe. That's why I think Tinder kind of demands a lot of patience or other applications like Bumble and so on, because the vibe is hardly transmitted through pictures anyways we are dating and in the same moment we are always dating ourselves in the same time so for me it was actually quite weird and a bit scary that the vibe of a person didn't really get transmitted through the application because that's how I usually decide who I want to spend my time with like if a person has a really good vibe I really want to be close to that person. Whereas if a person has a weird vibe or negative vibes, even, I really want to stay far away. And if a person really has a negative vibe and I was with this person for a long time, I really like to shake it off afterwards. Like, like animals do, you know, when they, when they experience trauma or something like that, they just shake themselves. And I think that also really helps with bad, bad vibes kind of like to really, yeah shower it off or shake it off and um anyways luckily I didn't have any of those encounters where I really met someone with really 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 bad vibes mm, nevertheless as I already said I met people that I probably wouldn't have met in my real life because we would have just been in different places but there was once for example a date and this was when I was on holiday in Portugal, I met someone that already in the first 15 minutes, I realized I really feel like I don't have anything to talk about with this man. And in the same time, I don't really feel attracted to him. Actually, I really don't feel attracted to him. <laughs> That's what I could say. So it was a good practice for me. I have some people pleasing tendencies sometimes, and I really just want everybody to feel good. And it was a good challenge for me to just tell him, hey, you know what, I I really feel like going home now and I'm going to take my bike and I'm going to leave. And it was good to set my boundaries. It was a good practice to set my boundaries in this moment. So I was grateful even for that, like just not to stay because I feel like disappointing him but take responsibilities for my own feelings and not for his feelings in this moment and communicate it in a lovely way and then just leave because time is 
time is super valuable. And I think that's also important to communicate that in the dating game. And whenever I say Tinder, I mean Tinder, but I also mean OkCupid and Bumble and all the other platforms. I have I have tried these three ones. And in my opinion, they were all pretty much the same or very, very similar to each other, even even though the crowd there is probably a bit different. But um, anyways, I will just say Tinder to, in, to replace also other platforms. So, so this is one thing that could happen, of course, that you have the feeling I don't have anything to talk about with this person. But this can also happen after a long relationship that you say, okay, it's kind of over, you know, I we don't have anything to share anymore. It's like, yeah, kind of, we kind of lost ourselves. So that can be, that's the reason why people break up as well sometimes. So I think it's super interesting to just observe and to date from this perspective and to go into relationships with yourself and with each other in this perspective of, hey, what do we have to talk about what is it that we that we share and what is maybe that we disagree with and what can we learn from each other how much can we enjoy these conversations what is there to explore together you know like and this exploration goes way beyond this physical exploration like I'm talking about dating or dates that don't necessarily need to become physical it's I mean, every experience is kind of a physical experience if we are physically in the same place. <laughs> and even if we are not, because even if we meet virtually, we have physical sensations when we when we are in touch with people, when we go into connection. But I'm talking about this endless and wide range of possibilities that goes along with dating. So even if I'm not actively dating on Tinder or any platform right now, I'm actually really, really grateful that I'm not yet in a relationship with the person that I want to spend my life with. Sometimes I even question this concept a little bit, because as I said before, what if at some point you don't have anything to share anymore with this person? Could be, but could also not be ideally. Of course, you explore each other more and more. But people also change. And one of my best friends, who is actually married and has two kids, and I would say she found the love of her life and she married the love of her life and they are happily together. She once told me that she feels that because I have been traveling so much inside and outside and I've been practicing so much yoga and moved so much within different places and countries and she said that she cannot imagine a man that would have developed and explored in the same way as me so and in the same time you know because I was going very much in my own pace and to find someone that has the same pace and the same speed of development in the same time because Transformation always comes in different waves. So to find someone who's always riding the waves for you is quite challenging, I think. But I think in my 20s, I was riding a lot of those waves. And let's see if it gets a bit slower and a bit smoother at some point or 
like now moving to Portugal now was already the intention to to settle a little bit more in a place that I really really like so that I don't have this urge for traveling so much anymore and that I can ground myself and root myself and become a bit more stable in that sense and all the people that I'm currently actually meeting in Portugal are reflections reflections of myself and they reflect different aspects of myself and I like date to see dating in that way I like to see dating in a way that it just shows us our strengths and our weaknesses and so much more than that. So it just shows different aspects of ourselves. And I think if we give dating the new label of not trying to force anything, but trying to see it as encounters, encounters of life, encounters of ourselves, encounters of new aspects that we probably didn't know yet, then it becomes much more exciting. And it also frees us a little bit from this expectation that we meet the love of our life through a date. Like we can meet, we can meet so many people and we no, don't need to give and put a label on it straight away. I think this is just not how life works in general. And I like to ask questions. I like to ask deep questions in in all my encounters of people. And in dating, that has sometimes been a bit challenging because I have the feeling that many men, especially um, that I met through through Tinder or other applications, um, that they were actually trying to perform. So they saw it more as a performance than as a connection. Sometimes I had the feeling, of course, people on dates usually try to show themselves from their best side. And I just wanted to connect, actually. I just wanted to get to know a person. I get, just wanted to really get to know a person without necessarily thinking, okay, is this someone that I want to share a night with or share intimacy with, you know? Like intimacy for me is into me, I see. So in this word intimacy, there is this information of into me, I see. So when I really want to see myself and really want to meet myself, then I need to be open to really meet others as well and to really allow this intimacy with others. And this doesn't mean that this intimacy doesn't necessarily need to be physical, but intimacy has so much more aspects than what we usually think it is. I think this could be a podcast episode itself. <laughs> but today I want to speak a little bit more as well about values and my personal values and by sharing mine I might inspire you to also find your personal values and to get to know yourself and maybe this podcast episode feels even a little bit like a date with yourself and even if it doesn't feel like a date with yourself right now maybe integrating what you have done listened to might 
bring you closer to yourself. So for some people, especially in Germany, for some men, this depth that I was trying to always bring into the conversations was a bit overwhelming. Nevertheless, I wasn't tired of trying to cultivate it. And usually the way I did was just asking, what are your core values? What are your most important values? And the reactions were quite different. There was a whole variety of reactions. So from one extreme, like, oh my God, what are you asking? Like, I don't know. This is something I never thought about and I don't even know if I want to think about. To, okay, nice question. <laughs> can I say three or can I say five values? Because I have actually three main values and two that are a little bit more flexible. So from this scale, there was everything in between with regard to answers. And I think it's interesting for you to maybe also ask yourself this question and to observe the way you communicate your core values with different people. Like when you speak to your parents about your core values or to your siblings or to close friends, how you might communicate them slightly different than when you communicate them to someone that you just met, for example. And anyways, with every person, it's gonna, it's gonna turn out slightly different, just the way you formulate it, even if at the core of the core value, what you feel about it might stay the same. Before I'm gonna give you a wrap up of the three main tips for dating, for dating others, and also for dating and getting to know yourself, I'm gonna give you a little inspiration of sharing my Big Five for Life, inspired by John Strelacki's famous book. But it's actually the Big Five for Life in my life. Like my compass, my five main values. And they might change at some point or they might become different in the way I weigh them. So they might change in importance for me. But for now, this is what I really feel. And also looking back onto the last years, how I feel like I have developed as a person and realized what is actually really important for me. So my number one, I mean, they are all like they are not sorted in a way. Nevertheless, I'm going to share them with you in the way they came to me, in the way they came to my mind. So it might still be that the ones that are mentioned first are a little bit more important to me, but not necessarily. They are kind of equally important. So that's maybe important to mention as well. So the number one is relationships. I'm really a connector. I'm I'm very much into relationships and in this life and through relationships I realize so much about myself as well so it's the relationship that I have to others the relationship that I have towards myself this is super important that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast which is about relationships as well and 
relationships just give me so much insight. They give me the sense of belonging. They they nourish me. I think it is non-negotiable that we humans, we are herd animals and we need a crowd and we need this sense of belonging. So connecting to myself, to connecting to others, connecting to nature and maintaining these relationships and nourishing them feels really healthy and important to me. And also if one day I have kids, um, it's super important for me to maintain a good relationship to them because I see so many people out there who, who have kids but who kind of lost the connection to them and my ambition is really to to stay connected and to stay connected to my closest family. I have a very close relationship to my siblings. I'm the oldest of five siblings and all of them feel like very, very dear and good friends and I really, I really work on these relationships as well, but not in a way that it feels like work, but just because I love them so much and I want to stay connected to them. Sometimes in relationships, it is the case that we have the feeling, okay, maybe this relationship is meant to end. And I like to see it in a way that we are flowing. And there is times where with a certain person, and it could even be a sibling, it could could be a very close one, it could be a very dear friend, then it hurts even more. That there is a time where you don't have to share so much, where there's not so much that you have to explore together. But then also just surrendering to this flow and accepting that there will be times when we we have more to share again. So let loose is also a motto for me or something that I like to remember that if it's meant to be in this moment it's meant to be in this moment and that there's no holding on to like in Tantra they say don't let go and don't attach so it's always something in between so yeah even if I'm a connector I'm a person who knows many people and who easily goes into connection with people I like to remember that this is important for me, this is inspiring for me and I need this. But it's also very easy to get lost there and that it's very grounding and healthy for me to always remember people that I can rely on and to nourish and maintain these kind of relationships with fewer people but with whom I am really deep. With those people, I am very picky <laughs> and I'm very much attracted to kindness and reliability. So if a person is very reliable and I really know that I can count on this person and for me, reliability also means that I can rely that what the person is saying is actually spoken from their highest self, from their highest truth, so that I know that the person that the people that are really close to me, that they are not lying to me. This is super important for me. And this is an act of kindness as well. Generosity and kindness is also something that I value very, very high in relationships. So this brings me to the next value, which is integrity, honesty, and authenticity. My mom always used to say the tone sets the music. So I truly believe that we can say anything. It just matters very much how we say it. 
And I like to communicate in a very open and honest way. And that's why this is also a value that is very important to me when I go into relationships to to know and honor that I am giving that, which makes me also believe that I deserve that, that I truly deserve to receive that as well. I'm really attracted to people who are passionate, who are authentic in this passion and what they are doing, and that they are not trying to play a role, but that they are really honest in in their sense of being, in their sense of humor, not trying to copy anyone or trying to fulfill others' expectations, but that they are just themselves and that they're embracing their own uniqueness. And of course, yeah, I like humor and I like also silly humor sometimes. It doesn't necessarily need to be always so serious and so perfect in a way. I... In this authenticity, I really also embrace imperfections. I'm still exploring the full spectrum of integrity and what it means to me personally. So I'm going to share more about that soon. For now, I can really tell you that I like to see integrity in a way that it goes hand in hand with spirituality, with believing in karmic laws which gives me a sense of freedom and a sense of peace because I don't have the ambition to change people or to correct people, but I live in a way that I hope is the best for me and the best for everyone around me and that I'm doing my best, trusting that doing my best is already enough. And also accepting that the best of somebody else might disappoint me and might hurt me. But I like to believe that the person still did his or her best attempt of what they could do in this moment at that time. This value of integrity really reminds me that it's not me that needs to correct other people if they hurt me. So I don't have to take revenge. I just trust in the laws of karma and I know that everything that we pour into this world has an effect and everything that we take also has an effect and it's all connected. That's really what I feel and that's how I want to live. And this Connect is also kind of connected to the next. So my third value, which is pureness and aesthetics. Like I re- I'm really an aesthetic freak. And this pureness inside of trying to live an honest and pure life inside this purification that I do through my spiritual practice through meditation and yoga and all that... Mm. It's also connected to the pureness outside. I've always been an aesthetic freak. (laughs) It's really funny because my parents are definitely not. They are these kind of German people that are like just super functional and everything just needs to work and doesn't matter how it looks. And I always decorated my room really nicely. I always tried to decorate my body really nicely. I was always interested in like fashion and yeah, aesthetics is just 
something that gives me a lot of inner joy and peace. And I also really value cleanliness. So keeping my space, the space around me, the space inside of me, keeping my body clean, all this is a very important value for me as well. And it's funny because in my family, I have the feeling a lot of times people were laughing at me about that. And so there was a moment where this was a bit of a rebellion thing as well, because I had the feeling my parents were just not at all like that. But I started to realize more and more that it is part of me and I accept it and it is important for me. It's a value. So by saying this, I empower you to, to look at your own values as well. And this is the last of my five values, empowerment, abundance. Like I have the feeling that in this life, for me, abundance comes through my creativity and my spirituality, sharing my medicine through yoga, through coaching, like embodied coaching, but also through music, through touch, like touching people through words, with my hands, with my violin sounds. So I have the feeling a lot in this life, a lot is, has to do with expression and create creative expression and yeah medicine in a way that it empowers people that it brings people into their power and that it guides them into their potential that it guides them into their essence and into their true nature so i hope this inspired you to think about your five core values as well maybe it's even three or it's six I think five is a nice number so for me wrapping it up it's relationships honesty authenticity integrity like this is kind of one aesthetics cleanliness pureness inside and out is the third and empowerment abundance joy expression creativity and spirituality is the last one so to wrap it up for you I have actually developed a little reminder that you can always go to. So with regard to dating, getting to know yourself and getting to know others, you can simply remember the word can, like I can, <laughs> C-A-N, can. So the C stands for comfort zone. Leave your comfort zone. As I said, careful with comfort. So expand. Tantra is expansion. Like explore what is beyond your comfort zone. Meet people. Talk to people that you probably wouldn't talk to. Be curious about the unknown. Go out. Expose yourself. Like move through the fears. Really expand in that sense comfort zone leave your comfort zone c the a stands for another you so by doing that by leaving your comfort zone you meet new people and this doesn't necessarily need to be on a date everybody can mirror you something and reflect new aspects of you so 
you meet another you, you meet another version of yourself. You meet yourself in a new light, maybe. So be open to redefine yourself. Even if you know yourself, you think you know yourself, let go of that. As they say in Tantra, never let go fully and never attach fully. It's always in between. So also don't attach too much with yourself. Don't attach too much with others and don't let go too, too much of yourself and don't let go too much of others. Just, just be curious of meeting you and meeting another you day by day. This can be a super interesting and enriching experience. And last but not least, the N in can stands for navigate. So navigate through your values, become your values, get your values clear. As we were just talking about that, get your values clear and then navigate through that value, through these values. So in our yoga teacher training at Healfield Lead uh, Yoga Academy, we always have this moment where they write down their own manifesto. So they really get in touch with their values and they even frame this manifesto. So maybe that's also a nice inspiration for you. If you get your values, if you got your values clear for now, write them down and maybe frame them, put them up on the wall to always remember them so that they can guide you, that they can serve as a compass that navigates you through challenges, but that they also navigate you through easy moments in your life, that you just have them very clear, very present. And then if you have to make important decisions, that you can see if these decisions are actually in line with your values, if that is really what you want. I like to ask this question. And this is a question of one of my teachers that has this little reminder on his altar that says what is it what you really really want i am super excited to hear how this episode was moving you i'd be happy to know about your insights so if you feel like sharing them with me, just jump to Instagram at UPYoga and share them underneath the Insta post that's connected to this episode. Or you can also send me an email through the contact form on my website. Check out my website for upcoming retreats, workshops, events and online courses. And if you want to support my work, leave me a five-star rating on iTunes. I hope to read or hear from you soon or even see you on the mat somewhere. Until then, take care and listen to love.